0: And welcome back to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today, we've got a very special episode that I think lots of you need to hear. And it's about raising your prices and owning it. And I'm joined today by Lilia Navarrete, who, as you'll find out shortly, I've only known for a couple of months, but her work is extremely powerful and she gets incredible results for people. Now, before I go any further into today's interview, I want to let you know about something very special I've got up my sleeve for you. But I just want to check that it is for you. If you are someone who is ambitious, who is driven, who wants to hit those high figures, who knows that they're supposed to be doing something more with their life, they don't just want to get by, they want to be exceptional and get exceptional results. I want to let you know about my Exceptional Results free masterclass that I'm hosting on the 17th of September. This masterclass is going to be sharing with you my eight step program to get you to have massive audience growth to help you rise as an online leader. This is for you if you know you want to do more than what everybody else in your space is doing. You want to stand out. You want to be visible. But more than that, you want to be exceptional. Now, this masterclass, if you find it in the link underneath in the show notes, but you could go directly to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash exceptional dash results masterclass. And I think you're going to love it. It's a little bit different to some of the content I've delivered before but I would love to see you there. And now on with today's show. So on today's episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, I'm talking about a subject I know many of you are going to need help with. And I'm joined today by Lilia Navarrete, who only came into my world about two months ago. And I love the topic we're delving into. We're going to be talking about how to raise your prices powerfully. We're not talking about adding 50 pounds here or hundred dollars there. We're talking about transforming your work by stating your worth. So, hey, Lilia, thank you so much for coming on to Entrepreneurs Get Visible today.
1: Hi, Anna. Thanks for the invite. Excited to be here.
0: So... One of the things you said to me when I asked you to describe your business was that you help people to double their revenue fast. Yes. That's quite a big promise. It's quite a powerful statement. And who listening wouldn't be intrigued by that? So how do you do it?
1: (laughs) Okay. So um, a short answer. The way that I do it is that I work with people on their subconscious beliefs around pricing around themselves. So essentially their worth, their enoughness, their deservability, capability around the world, particularly what success means, you know, how we perceive success, who is successful person and about other people. As in, you know, who is a coach? Who is a successful coach? Who is a successful entrepreneur? What uh, what does their life look like? And so beliefs about people, the world, and themselves and around pricing. So by changing those beliefs, as in by removing the negative or distorted beliefs that they have around all of these, and then installing positive and empowering beliefs around pricing the world, people, and themselves. I then help people to double or triple their prices, feeling authentic, feeling confident about it, and then going and signing clients at those new prices. Smashing
0: it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's very simple. I like to tell my clients that the work that I do is extremely simple. I mean, there, it's not a, you know, a a rocket science. All you do is you double or triple your price. You work with the same amount of clients, you double or triple your revenue. It's very simple. It isn't that easy. Because there's all sorts of resistance
0: that comes from childhood, from trauma, from beliefs that come from potentially generational beliefs around money as well that we're kind of fed and surrounded by. Now, I know, I know the power of this work. And I have I have actually quite an interesting story that I mentioned in my book uh, to do with money. When I was five years old, and this used to keep me trapped, and I, I, it was only when I did some deep work that I realized this was going on for me. When I was about five, we came into a lot of money. My dad was a self-made man. A lot of money came in in a short period of time. And we were moving house. And we were moving house to this brand new house, away from an estate that we'd grown up with, people around us that we had friends and family, and we could ride our bikes wherever we liked. As we moved house that week to this new housing estate, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear around what was going on. Unbeknownst to me at the time, our house that had been built the garage had been used by a gunman as a hideout before he went and shot the father of the family of five in the house next door. Oh, wow. Now, the sale had already gone through, so my parents had to move in. Mm. They had no choice. But I moved into that house, and actually this came up for me as I was writing my book. I went back to my dad and I said, I've got this memory of there being armed Police officers, male and female, holding guns walking up and down our shared driveway. Is that true? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm surprised you remember. You saw it for a fraction of a second, but yeah, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And so, my subconscious belief when I started to unravel this was that to make more money, to come into money, to have more money was extremely frightening. In fact, we were putting our lives at risk. So, what does that mean for me uh, and my acceptance of having money, keeping money, wanting money? And in my early years of, of, of adulthood, and I was an actor, so my beliefs around that is that I couldn't make money. I didn't want money. Why would I want that? It was more about the art. Mm-hmm. So then coming into the entrepreneurial space, well, okay, so now I'm saying I do want money, but I was actually pushing it away. Every yeah. time there'd be, you know, a big, I'm going to say windfall, I'd earned a significant amount, I'd put, I'd spend it and it would be going out. Because actually it was deeply uncomfortable to me to have money because it meant fear. Yeah. And these things are just, they run through our whole body and everybody has some money
1: story behind them. Yeah, absolutely. And yours was not so much of a money story. It was a survival story. Actually, it was a safety story, right? So it was just connected to money. And a lot of us have those stories in the subconscious that has to do with, So three top things I think that I would love your listeners to learn that I teach my clients as well, that if you have beliefs that threaten safety, love, or belonging, you're not going to move forward. You're going to sabotage, you're going to create different stories. you're going to recreate the same patterns. you're going to recreate the same struggles and problems and everything else. if what you are trying to do to get to your money goal, or the money goal itself is threatening love, safety and belonging. And here's an example that I think you can all relate: how many clients you've worked with or entrepreneurs that you've seen, especially women, that were slowing themselves down in entrepreneurship? or not really playing big because of their husbands or siblings or parents or friends, right? Because we are afraid that if we suddenly make that much, then we lose someone. So that's love, right? So we'll lose, we might lose our partner, or we might be a good example that you mentioned is that your your dad was a, is a self made man. I had a client whose dad was an entrepreneur for his entire life. She never saw him. He was working eighty hours a week and whatnot. So when we talked about her raising prices and making very different numbers because her new price was a, a multiple five figure um, and making a different number, she so her subconscious saw it as a threat to her belonging to her family because her dad would consider her as a fluke. How can you possibly make so much money so fast? You might be scamming people. This is so interesting.
0: I wish that I could share some of the family conversations that go on when I tell my parents what I'm doing and what I'm up to. And just out of love and respect for my parents, I don't share that on the podcast. I don't think they listen to this show, but you never know. (laughs) Uh, And it's, it's the, I've been aware in the past of my of my struggle to, yes, I want to have success and I want to grow. But in what ways am I holding myself back because of that fear that I'm going to be rejected or outcast? Now, that's a really big word. But yeah. belonging, like you talk about, is so important. Staying safe with your tribe. I think that you talk about three things, safety, love, belonging. I think they're, they're the same thing. We want to be, we want to be secure. We want to know that we've got people around us. And sometimes growing financially does mean stretching those boundaries and stepping away or or redefining and redeveloping those
1: relationships with people we love. Absolutely. And what I want to say here is that I think in the mindset world, what happens is a, there's a big misconception that you have to ditch people who are not understanding it. Like, as if, if you have to leave the family or stop speaking to your dad or, you know, or, or, or forget about your friends. Granted, some friends you might need to, right? It's okay. Like, yeah. some friends aren't friends. That's a whole other topic. Exactly. But when it comes to very nearest and dearest people, I think the, the mindset world is, is kind of tricking us in thinking, okay, these are the relations that I need to leave essentially to grow. But the subconscious work is very different because from the subconscious perspective, right now, what you want to do is perceived as a threat. But once you remove that belief or pattern or struggle or distortion of story, whatever that is, once you remove that, then that threat no longer exists. And I've seen it over and over and over again in my own life and in, in the lives of my clients that, you know, that, that scary conversation or that I have to leave my husband or something is, you know, my mom doesn't understand me. Once you remove this conscious trigger, then relationship change, because I'm a big believer that universally, when people are reacting on one way or another to what you do, they're always a mirror. So it's like, it's like you're speaking to a mirror and they'll just reflecting back to you what in you needs to be healed or let go that no longer serves you. So once you do let that go, then suddenly you see hmm, my relationship with my husband is, is much better. Like suddenly he's okay with everything and he understands everything and everything is great. One, you know, two weeks ago we were on the brink of a divorce. And the only thing that's changed is you and your perception and what's going on in your head. Exactly. One more thing that I do want to let people know, which I think is something that I think is a big and a common misconception when it comes to beliefs and subconscious mind, which I can't stress enough, is that if it's subconscious, you might not be thinking about it. So chances are you actually are not thinking about it. You don't have such thoughts in your head. That's why we have conscious thoughts and subconscious mind. Right. So sometimes people would come to me and say, Well, I don't I don't believe that I'm not worthy. And I'm like, Yeah, let's do an exercise. And everything <laughs> yes, points do. out. Yeah. Everything points towards the fact that you actually do. Well, you might not have those thoughts, right? And that's normal to now have the thoughts that, well, I don't I have a good relationship with money. I don't have a bad relationship with the world. Like, why am I not growing? So I always tell people, look at what you are experiencing and look at the results. If you want to be at your next level right and you talked about how your audience is is is, is, that, is that that six figure mark going to that next level of multiple six figures the way that you were and the identity of who you are growing at six figures won't get you to multiple six figures so there's always going to be a new identity there's always going to be new beliefs new subconscious that will get you to that next level that's why so many struggle at that brink of like well, they can't get there because it's not usually about the strategy, not so much about you know funnels, not so much about the business little tips it's a a lot of it has to do with what you are believing about yourself, the world people money, what you're worthy, what your services are worthy of you know we start comparing how much people are making what's the you know what's this coach is making, what's this coach is making you know I remember when I raised my prices massively at some point, and one of my coaches was making that much I was like. Wait a second. I'm charging this much. She's charging this much. She is already like 10 levels up, right? And has so much following and all of the other things. How can I possibly? I felt almost guilty having a price tag of a person who is so much higher, right? But I do want to convey the message that it has nothing to do with what anybody else is doing. Zero. So I hear very often things like, my market is maxed out. Right. One of our objections, my market is maxed out. Nobody will pay me that much. I don't have people, a high end audience in my audience. Nobody will pay me. Right. Or what about all those people who can't afford it as in leaving them behind? Right. So all of these things are your conscious explanation of your subconscious limiting beliefs. It's powerful work. And I'm aware every time I increase
0: my prices. I have to check in with myself. How do I feel about this? Why am I feeling about this? And I think for me, there's actually a duality. There's that one part of me that's my work is life-changing. My life is finance-changing. My work is transformative in many ways, yeah. it is worth everything to the people who invest in it fully and do it, mm-hmm. okay? Because it can change everything. The other part of me is like, oh my God, my audience aren't ready. I'm not going to get the results. It could take months. How am I going to be judged? Blah blah. Because it's it's normal to have those thoughts, but they don't yeah. have to stop you they don't have to stop you. Yeah. So I'm really curious then, there's a couple of things. What techniques do you use or do you find that you have created your own modalities to get these results? I come from a, an NLP background and I know that a lot of the work I've done has been that. I've also done, although that I, I have not trained in them, I've been on the receiving end of various trauma-based therapies. What do
1: mm. you use to to integrate your work? Yeah. So I use a modality that's called TCM. It's called a transformational coaching method. And so it's almost a hybrid of the tro- different trauma modalities NLP all together. I think the biggest difference, so I like to think about NLP as a cognitive work and TCM as a deep transformational work. So I'd probably align it a little bit more with trauma work. And the way that I do it, so there, there, I have, you know, an enormous amount of tools in the box of how we can, you know, how we can find it. But there are five ways or five steps basically that are being used within the TCM modality. And so the first step is stepping back. And that is the longest probably process out of all five. It's the longest process. Basically what we have to do when we work with clients on that is that you have to be able to come outside of your own experience first and foremost. So become an observer come outside of your own experience and recognize consciously what's happening because we're on autopilot almost all the time, especially when we have deep core beliefs. It's so ingrained as a part of our identity. We don't even recognize that it's a pattern. So we have to step back and then we have to find where that belief comes from, right? So go into the memory lane of finding where did this belief originate? And I think this is the big difference really of this work is majority of the modalities or or the mindset work deals with what you're experiencing right now and your problems right now and your thoughts right now or your beliefs right now. But the way that our mind works, especially the subconscious mind, is that it's like a an imprint. So the thoughts and the patterns and the beliefs that you have right now around pricing originated somewhere in childhood. So my job is then to find them in the childhood, just to find where you first thought that way believed that thing and felt that way, where it got imprinted in your body. Because now all your body is doing is just getting you into the same loop all the time. And, we're, and we don't recognize that loop when it happens to us, right? So finding that imprint moment in the past and then doing the change work in the past. So if it's a three-year-old girl, right? I don't know how old you were when you saw those police officers. I would have been five, five. So it's a five-year-old, girl who saw that happening, the change needs to happen within the five-year-old girl for you to be able to let that go and truly transform. So then you'll do the work that reinstalls the positive belief and the positive experience. So just changes and the reframes and changes the perspective of the five-year-old. And then you grow that five-year-old all, and that's one of the tools, all the way back to how old you are right now. And then you future pace it into what you want to create. And that's why I love this work because I think one of the key words I say to people is that it helps you to become different without having to remember to be different, right? now, Mindset work is usually, this is what you do and you have to consistently remember to make a new choice. This work allows you to become a different person without having to remember to become a different person because the change happens deep inside and then it happens throughout your life and then we fast-paced it in the future. And one of the things I think I also would like to address here I think it's really common or something that I see is that some people are really scared of that work because we all have, some of us have traumatic childhoods. We all have probably some difficult moments in our childhood. Some of us have really traumatic childhoods. And so I see lots of people being really hesitant to do this work because they, A, either experienced something like that that was not really pretty, right? And it was difficult and it was hard. And here's what I want to tell you If you, I I believe that everybody should do that. Everybody should do that. But here's what I want to tell people when you're finding a person who you want to work with. Make sure that when you do this kind of work, you get into that positive state because a lot of work modalities... They get you into the mess, so to speak. They get into the dirt, into the mess, into this trauma, and then they can leave you there. Yeah. You've got to come out and find the light again. You have to. Like, let's have your reframe here. There's a reframe. And then I walk away. And I've I've seen people Mm -hmm. just shook to their core and not wanting to do this because it's difficult. And not everybody wants to go through it. Mm. But I think there are modalities. At least I know that for a fact that TCM, it has the modality that um, or the exercise that allows you to move forward to a very empowered and positive state. Mm. When you do the change and then you walk out with a peaceful state of mind, feeling very different, I think it's very important to convey that message that this work doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be traumatic, really. It can be easy and it can end on a positive note.
0: Mm, and it can actually be a, quite a joyous release that you're not held back by those beliefs anymore.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'd love to hear what you've seen for people you've worked with in their businesses as a result of this work.
1: I have three examples, if I may, and they're very different. That's why I like them that I'd like to to share. And before I do that, let me just do the five steps that I forgot about them. So it's stepping back letting go. So you step back, you find the belief, you let go of that belief, you say yes to yourself to an empowered self. Then you take an empowered action because you can only take an empowered action from a new belief perspective. And then you set up accountability, making sure that you follow through because it's still a new habit. So these are the five steps. So I'll give you three examples of the the clients that I thought got transformative results, super transformative results, or big results, because we all want to hear those big things. Mm -hmm. So I I worked with a real estate woman who had her own kind of branch of business in real estate. And we worked together for the first four weeks. And she had done a million in sales within the first week, something that she couldn't do for the past 25 years. Just to give you an idea of how fast things can change and how big the results can be. So that's one. My second example is one of my most favorite clients. Not that they're not, not all favorite, but um, I worked with her for over 18 months. And so her example, I gave her an example as in, her father was an entrepreneur, right? That uh, working entrepreneur. And she just came to me once and she's like, Lily, I just want to, I just want to make 20 K a month. I just finally want to, to get my 20 K a month and just move forward. And so I was like, well. You know the the formula, let's double your prices. And so her feelings were anxiety, anger, and fear. I can't. Her prices were seven and a half thousand for three months working with her back then. And so she's like, I can't really. Was it three months or six months? I don't wanna lie. It's, it was either three months or six months, but it's irrelevant really right now. So she's like, I can't. I can't send so that people up. My seven and a half people are saying no to me. My audience it doesn't have this much money. How can I possibly? Long story short, we got into that belief, and her belief was Connected to her father. If I do that, if I make money so easy, so fast, my dad would think that I'm a fluke, that I'm scamming people because he's struggled his entire life. Mm-hmm. Right. So we would remove that thing, remove that belief, and stole a positive belief. And then she then went on, doubled her prices to 15,000, signed up five clients in a matter of 10 days. So she made seven five thousand in a matter of t- 10 days as she was traveling in Europe with her husband being pregnant. So, like, So, so, so fast. She just sent an email to her email list. And I guarantee you that had she done that prior to the work, the results would have been really different. And the final example, this is a very inspiring story. I think it would be, I think, to many. I had a client who we finished working with and we worked together for six months Her name is Lisa and I love her. And her example is very inspiring because she came to work with me when she just finished her certification. So she was a brand new coach. Yeah. No income, no clients, no money, nothing to know about business. She was 51 years old. She just got divorced, I think about six months or eight months, from a narcissistic husband. She had a narcissistic abusive husband for 25 years. So you can imagine what kind of trauma was going on in her head. She, she left the husband at fifty-one years old. She had four teenage sons. Never worked a day in her life. Never ran a business in her life. So she came to me. We began working together. There was a lot of a lot of subconscious stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff involved. But I'm just gonna fast forward now. Lisa's charging ten thousand dollars for her three month program, and her final breakthrough. So we went from three thousand to ten thousand. Final breakthrough was that once we finally released her actually parents' story, because her mom, um, her dad left, and her mom kind of wanted to stay with her husband, although there was no love. So there's a lot of belonging to her mom and wanting to repeat her mom pattern. So once we that, released that, she tripled her prices from three to 10, signed the full clients the next day, and then another one like within the same month. Amazing. And she just couldn't believe it. She's like, oh my God. And I was like, "Just we're not meant for struggle. That's it. Sometimes... Sometimes raising prices is actually the the only way forward because we're so attached to a struggle mentality. And if we are being called, so if you've been called to release the struggle and move on to the ease, I see a lot of this happening when people raise prices and sign clients. And when they have lower prices, they can't find anyone.
0: Not only that, if you're not raising your prices, if you're not pricing appropriately, you get clients that are not right. Yeah. You aren't going to take the action. who won't get the result because they're not committed. It's really powerful stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. And I love hearing those stories, those success stories of people. It's powerful. And I think anyone listening, I just want you to, to think that that figure that you want to make, be it in the next 12 months, six months, whatever it is, how much faster would you get there if you just increased your prices? Exactly. Increase your prices and own it. Don't feel uncomfortable about it. Don't second guess what other people are thinking just go for it because you'll get the results. You know, you can't call more money in if you're not charging it. So, well, thank you so much for joining. I hope those of you who've listened have been really inspired to get out there and raise your prices. And the trauma work is so important. And I think you're right. There is a tendency with mindset work to say, well, this is what I've got to constantly be thinking. Yeah. Some of this stuff lies way beyond. So get
1: help with that. Speak to Lilia so lilia where's the best place for people to come and find you i think the easiest way to find me would be probably on instagram or facebook so instagram handle i don't know if we'll post it but we'll post that underneath yeah
0: so in the show notes go hook up with lilia and make sure that you raise your prices powerfully and stop playing small that's it for today